you know, even if you're not paying for it yourself, just knowing that actually this person's an expert or can deal with the condition that I know I'm going to see him for or her is like, it's so powerful. And I think that's what we want to try and solve. Welcome to Group Function, where the Pro True Serati work together to find good solutions to worthy problems in dentistry with your host, Jazz Gulati. Hello, Patricia I'm Jazz Galati, and welcome to this group function where we answer a really big and important question I get quite a lot uh, from our colleagues. Now, you guys know that I've been using something called Doctify to collect reviews, but the number one objection or query I get from dentists is that, hey, Jazz, you use Doctify, but my principal is being really funny about me collecting my own reviews. How did you overcome this? Or something related to the fact that there's some sort of friction between principals and associates. Like, even if you collect Google reviews, as an associate, when you are doing all the hard work to gain uh, the Google reviews, to uplift the goodwill and the reputation of the practice, but what if you leave that practice? Those reviews don't go with you. So we asked Dr. Schumann, who is actually an orthopedic surgeon, who actually created uh, Doctify, uh, to answer this very important question, as well, as well as how to harness the power of dental reviews. So even if you don't use Doctify, you will gain something about how to use reviews uh, in a clever way, how to collect more reviews, and how to actually improve the social proof of your practice. Hope you enjoy this group function. Part of this podcast is journeys. Learning what motivates people, learning about the different routes people take. So, so uh, uh, Shimon, um, do you practice clinical dentistry at the moment? No. So my background is I'm not a dentist. So I'm going to put it out there now. I'm not a dentist. Ah, I, I, you know what? I totally thought you were. I, I totally thought you were. That's yeah. So, so, so it's been super interesting learning. I've been, so I've been in and around dentistry for three, four years now. Um, and I've got a lot of dental friends. So, so I'm an orthopedic surgeon by background. So I trained in London. Um, um, so I was an orthopedic registrar when we when we founded Doctify. Um, and then um, I guess we've been in dentistry because uh, we started the healthcare and medicine and surgery because that's what I knew. But um, we suddenly went onto our site and I think the third most searched thing was dentistry. Even though we had no dentists, we weren't working with dentists about four years ago. And so we basically just knew one of the things people, not even patients, just people care about is finding a good dentist. How do they find a good dentist? Um, and then that's why I kind of started the journey on the dentistry on. Okay, well, let's roll back the years a little bit. Um, your position as an orthopedic surgeon. Now, are you still practicing medicine now and surgery now? I've had, I've been a very long sabbatical. So it's been a few years now. So so I, I guess, if to, so I was, I trained in London. So myself and Stephanie, my co-founder, both orthopedic surgeons. We started the company around five, five and a half years ago. Um, and then we've been full time for at least three years now, I think. Uh, I think there's, there's something which is probably quite interesting to your listeners. There's something called the NHS Clinical Entrepreneur Scheme, uh -huh. which is really looking for basically forward thinking health professionals, dentists, um, physios, doctors, surgeons, whoever it may be. Um, and it allows you to basically work in innovation whilst maintaining some clinical practice. Um, or taking time out, actually protecting your training, taking time out so that you can so you can work in innovation. And that's what you took the advantage of, right? Yeah, so I, I did. So I was I was I was doing both things. It was a full time job in orthopedics. We were both in the evenings. We were working on setting up Doctify many years ago, and then it just didn't become sustainable. Like you just have so much going on, and then so we, we applied for this NHS scheme, and I guess that was the first stepping stone of giving us a bit of bandwidth to actually work primarily on Doctify, try and really make this happen. Um, yeah, and then and then the rest is history, I guess. And then it's kind of grown rapidly since then. Amazing. And tell us about this move to the UAE. Like, just give us a little flavor of that. So I guess, so, so the UK, so it was obviously our base, and we had really strong growth um, 
in the UK, so it was going well. And then I guess we realized healthcare is healthcare. You know, wherever you are in the world, there's an issue. Like, you know, whether um, you're in UAE, Germany, US, you, everyone kind of wants to find good health professionals. It's one of the most anxious moments we go through. Unfortunately, ourselves, even as professionals, will go through it, family members will go through it. So we kind of realized that this is not a UK centric problem. Often when you train and live and are born and brought up in the UK, it's the whole world. And then you suddenly realize actually you could really apply this elsewhere. So, and there's traditional healthcare links between UAE uh, and the UK, there always have been. And, and so it was really like a natural testing ground for UAE. Uh, we're actually now since we've launched in Germany, Austria as well, um, and soon probably two more markets by the end of the year. So, uh, and then really it's the same problem we're trying to solve. Like it's the same thing, um, regardless of where, where you are in the world. Amazing. I mean, that, that is really cool. I really like your story about going for the NHS clinical sort of, I think it was called entrepreneurship scheme. Uh, that, that's really clever. And I think that's probably still available today for some people who may be uh, looking for that kind of stuff. A hundred percent. And I know there was a big push in dentistry two, three years ago. So I really would encourage anyone with an idea. It's like a nice, soft, like no commitment stepping stone. Like if you're you know, a practicing dentist and you've always had ideas and you're always into innovation, it's a really great scheme to just join up to. You, you, you basically become part of a community. Funnily enough, I actually went to this. I, I actually went to like an open day for this, like a little meeting with some doctors there. I was there regarding this scheme, actually. And I just decided that I just love... At that time, I was still developing as a dentist and I had so much to learn. I was just so much to learn. I was like, I can't step away from my clinical commitments just yet. Uh, so that's why I didn't go, um, you know, f you know, full bolt into that. But I appreciate what you've done is that you've actually saw that, okay, there's a big problem beyond just, you know, the, the small number of patients you can help. You can actually help uh, the bigger picture here. So I really respect the fact that you made that very bold decision to, to do what you're doing now, which, which is uh, amazing. Do you miss uh, the practice of medicine? <laughs> I, miss, I miss it a lot. I, I often, I mean, I joke, it's that it would always be less stressful to do a clinic now to sit down and see, I really I miss that interaction. Um, but I guess it's like you said, the idea is that um, we, I, I do think that we can help people on a, a wider scale. Instead of you know, tens of thousands, you can help millions potentially. Well, one thing I want to talk about uh, is uh, the power of reviews. Uh, and I guess I appreciated this around about four years ago myself. Obviously reviews are a huge thing now. Even four years ago, they're big, but the reviews, some years ago, it's more something that you associate with, like, you know, TripAdvisor, going to restaurants and finding out where to eat, right? Uh, and then when I had a uh, yeah. appointment coming up with an ENT surgeon about my nose and uh, there were some so a few issues going on, previous cricket injuries and stuff, always seem to get injured playing cricket. Uh, and uh, the first thing I did is I, I Googled the name of this, um, uh, this ENT surgeon before I was going to see him privately. And I was really encouraged to see all these positive reviews and stuff. And I almost felt as though I, I knew him the guy before I got there for my consultation. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I appreciated, hey, you know, if I'm Googling this orthopedic surgeon, then dentistry being the second most intimate, you know, part of the body, uh, surely patients who are very anxious are, are Googling us as dentists. Yeah. And I think that's happening more and more and more now. Is that, do you think, the, the, what the trend is now? And was that the sort of rationale behind creating Doctify and going into dentistry? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. So I think it's, um, I mean, it was a personal experience. So like, I guess I've, I've told this backstory many times, but it was um, Stephanie uh, was looking for a dermatologist. We, we were friends, we trained together. And, and she was looking, she had a problem. She was looking for a dermatologist and she couldn't find one. She went on to Google and basically ending up seeing someone paying a lot of money. She saw them privately and didn't have a great experience. And, and actually that person was not as I guess had the expertise to deal with the problem she had, but she had no idea. And, I, and it kind of just, when clinicians can't 
find other good clinicians, even though they're in the sector, you just suddenly think how lost the patient is or what sort of decisions they're making um, for themselves. And I think, you know, it's weird to think about it, but Google didn't exist, I don't know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Like, it's like it wasn't a thing. Now, it's just so natural to pick up your phone. And even if you're going to see an NHS dentist or doctor or surgeon, you kind of still Google their name just to see. And I think mm-hmm. if you can get good information back and trusted information, that even that changes that interaction you have with that clinician. You know, even if you're not paying for it yourself, just knowing that actually this person's an expert or can deal with the condition that I know I'm going to see him for or her is like, it's so powerful. And I think that's what we want to try and solve. So I think we appreciate now in dentistry the, the value of reviews. And I think it's growing more and more. The trends on Instagram is that as soon as people put a Google review, people then share it on Instagram and whatnot. So I can totally see why Dr. Fai uh, has his role. So a couple of questions I have. I'm going to challenge you, uh, Shimon. I'm going to really uh, put you on the spot here is why bother with Dr. Fai when you have Google reviews? Okay, that's the first probably objection objection you might get. Uh, And then I'll tell you my second one shortly. So this is answer. I I think I know why you have it, but I want to hear it from you. So, yeah, so I'll, get, so I'll, go, so I'll, go, I'll go back a bit. I think, so just to clarify, like what you mentioned, in every sector you read reviews now, every sector, um, and whether you're buying a bed or whether, you know, going on holiday or going to a restaurant. So, uh, and I think, well, the most important thing around reviews now is the quality and the trust. So reviews have now become a thing, but I think you'll see a lot of stuff around now is are they verified, are they trusted, did that person actually go see that, um, use, that use that service, let's call it that, for example. Like, like fake Amazon um, reviews are a big thing now. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere, and, and and they're all doing things to like combat that. And I think that's because there were lots of open review services, um, like the and, which is I think still a good thing because it's been proven that still lots of them are that are true and verified. But there's two things that happen. So Google reviews you mentioned is it captures the extreme. So I know we did a survey of like hundreds of providers and clinics and hospitals around the world, and these are these are hospitals that have seen ten thousand patients, a hundred thousand patients. How many Google reviews do you think they had? Hardly any. And they're probably like the odd five star and then loads of one stars because that's people just want to, yeah. you people obviously want to experience, they want to tell more people, right? Absolutely. 50, it was like 50 to 100. And I, and I almost found that sad. So basically you get the really ecstatic people, which they really want to tell their story. Um, and then you have the really unhappy people who then go, well, I really want to event. And I guess what I find quite sad is like, you know, you're a practicing clinician now, you have most of your patients are very happy. You're going to see loads of happy patients every single day, but you're just not capturing it. You know, people, and that's whether you're a huge hospital or big thriving pra- you know, dental practice or just an associate within a practice. You're seeing patients every day. Are you enjoying the Protrusive Dental Podcast? Well, allow me to deliver you even more value. You can now download the iOS or Play Store app for free. Just search Protrusive on your app platform. Now, if you're a true Protrusive and you want to support the podcast, you want to claim CPD for all the listening and watching that you do, you want to get access to exclusive clinical walkthrough videos to make dentistry tangible, as well as a premium newsletter, access to the Protrusive Vault, and the ability to download all the clinical videos and podcast videos so you can view them offline later, you can get all of that for less than 15 tax-deductible dollars per month. So what are you waiting for? Download the Protrusive app now on iOS or Android for absolutely nothing. We've worked so hard on this Protrusive team, and I know you're just going to love it. Now back to the main episode. And I guess we know that there's amazing healthcare being delivered, but it's not being captured. So I guess how do we capture it regularly so it represents you? And then I guess the one elephant in the room is things go wrong. This is healthcare. Things are going to go wrong in dentistry, medicine, whatever. And you you just have to accept that. And I think what we're trying to do is say, well... If you have a bad review, that's not a bad thing. In fact, how you reply to that is so, so powerful 
because it tells you more about me as a, you as a clinician to me. Like if you apply and go, you know what? I'm really sorry this happened. This is how I'm going to fix it. I'm going to go see you now. Like I'm going to be like that. When things go wrong, you look after me. Um, but that only works if you're capturing reviews across the board. It doesn't work if you're capturing outliers because then you've got like three bad reviews, three good reviews. And is that really representing your care? I would, you know, you and I would both argue it's not. Well said. And I think it's, it's great you mentioned the fact that, you know, to draw a parallel to like the restaurant industry, I actually like those restaurants where you go and then you have the odd bad review, but then how the res- restaurant or the manager responded to that just shows how much they care. It's the same in healthcare, yeah. like you know, how you respond really does show about your, your values. But yeah. then I, it, your point really leads nicely to my next question, which is you don't want just all the outliers. You want to capture as much as possible. But here is my, um, I mean, I'm a happy Doctify user and I think it, patients do come in quoting the fact that, hey, I read your reviews. Now, I don't have a Google review page, so it must have been my um, Doctify reviews or the fact when I've embedded my Doctify reviews on my personal website. Uh, and I was speaking to Alex and he says that my Doctify page gets over 600 reviews a month, which was like, wow, I didn't know it had that sort of um, exposure. Uh, and I do, I'm, I'm quite an open book. I mean, I'm, I'm out there on YouTube, TikTok, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm quite impressed that when you Google my name, my, my you know, Doctify is up there, like right number one, number two, something like that, which is pretty awesome. But here's my beef with Doctify, and I'm going to just keep it very uh, um, open, honest with you, but I'm going to give you an opportunity to just reply to me. My beef is this is that A, I think it's better than just Google reviews because of the, everyone who's been bit by a fake review or a negative review um, that, that, you know, or a competitor down the street writing, yeah. uh, giving you a zero star. That's a terrible thing. So I think what Doctify gives you is verified, right? You could only yeah. someone who's actually definitely been a patient of yours can, can leave a Doctify review. That's correct, right? Yeah. But my, my, my worry is that when I read Doctify reviews online of other dentists, I feel like they're too skewed towards positive. There's, there's like, you know, I've got 44 five-star reviews. When I get someone who's uh, not the happiest, I'm less likely to give them my uh, link to, to, to lead them the review. So do we have a problem here in being able to compare dentists? Because if everyone's got like uh, 100% five-star, there is a problem in that. How can we combat that? Yeah, so it's a good, really good question. And okay, I'm going to take it in two parts. So one, now you're more confident, as we've just discussed it, that actually replying to negative reviews is a good thing. So Jazz, you're going to be way more confident. And you know, that unhappy patient, you're going to get feedback from me, you're going to reply. And that, that's what I want to get people. I guess that's my, well, that's our goal and our vision of where we want to get people to. Um, and I guess it's, it's, it's automated reviews. It's, so we build software, really. So yes, so we see Doctify as a publishing platform. You know, it's not about generating patients. It's about where we publish the feedback. And we basically give you software, whether that's tablets, verified review links. We work with, like, the big providers, like, so we can automate it from SOE or R4, whatever it may be. Um, And we can literally automate a link to every patient that that goes into a dental practice for any any dentist. And we do that with our big, um, the chains we work with and stuff. So so that, that kind of combats that. Now, you're absolutely right. There is still a reluctance to be like, oh, that patient's not happy. Let's try not to get them to leave a review. It's, you know, and I'll be honest, five years ago, no one would even let me leave them a positive review. I couldn't even get a clinician to say, please review me. So I think it's like this path we're on to get, get them there. And I can now go on and I'll show you like 10, 20, 100, hundreds of negative reviews um, with, doc- with dentists and doctors replying. And they would never, I can tell you, they would never have done that five years ago. They'd have been scared. They'd been on my whole But the reason they're more confident is those, those clinicians are asking every patient to leave feedback. They're getting good representative feedback and it becomes less scary. It becomes way less scary. Um, I mean, but you're right. Yeah. And I think I want, I want to try and, I guess, 
fill them with confidence that they're going to get good reviews. And um, I do lots of talks on this. And it's a, in Uber, there's a big difference between a 2.8 Uber driver and a 4.0 Uber driver. You almost can be like, something's going on there with a 2.8 Uber driver. In healthcare, actually, we're all highly trained professionals. We actually, I, I like to think that most people have, you know, really, even if they're having a bad day, they find a very good service on a daily basis. And there's actually a big difference between 4.4 and 4.8. And we've got all this data and we've seen it. And I guess that's the thing we're trying to show people is that there's amazing healthcare. And they're almost, if you're, if you're creeping into 4.4, 4.3, well, let's look into it. Let's look into the reviews. Let's look into feedback. Let's analyze it. Um, and that's where, I guess, where we sit now is, A, let's make it representative and represent the industry as it should be. There's amazing care, like particularly through COVID, I know, like super stressful. There was amazing care being delivered. I, it, it pains me that I go online and that's not represented in dentistry, still not representative. Um, and then let's learn from it. So we built like an analytics tool. You can basically learn like, what are your patients saying about you? So I know, for example, we work with one chain and we could, we analyzed their reviews for COVID. Like, how do they perform during COVID? And you don't think patients will be like, oh, it wasn't COVID safe, it wasn't this. They mentioned COVID a lot, but they're actually, most patients mentioned it in a positive way. They made the point of saying, I felt safe and COVID safe. So despite COVID, like, I went into this, into this clinic and I felt really safe. And that was such a good learning point for the chain to be like, you know what, we've ticked a box, we're actually doing something well. Um, and just just things like that, and you know we've you know we've had hospitals change their reception team because they go we love we love the clinicians, but receptionist was a bit moody. Receptionist was a bit moody, and it was literally like the same thing happening over and over again. And but they, and because they weren't collecting feedback on a daily basis, they never knew. They kind of maybe suspected things. So we, the, our aim is actually to take this review data, and this is where we're, I guess we're different to Google reviews. And I want to feed it back to you as a clinician and be like, this is what I'm doing really well. This is maybe what I need to work on. Well, actually, just keep it up. Um, you know, that's kind of what we're trying to do now. Well, one of the arms of clinical governance is to actually um, get that data from patients, patient, patient satisfaction. And if you're um, able to give them a, a link to DocFighter to leave a review, for example, uh, that's a verified patient, then you can collect so much data and that can form as part of a portfolio for, hey, what are we doing good? What can we do better? So I, I, I definitely appreciate that. I'm going to pitch you another scenario now. I'm going to make it very tangible for you uh, and, and, and relate it to medicine, maybe. Imagine you have an orthopedic surgeon who works in a couple of different chains or let's say three different chains uh, in the private sector, uh, three different private hospitals. Yeah. And so he has three different contracts. That orthopedic surgeon, like when I searched for that ENT surgeon I told you about, I wanted to know about him. I didn't care yeah. about the hospital as much as I cared about him and the care he was going to give me, right? The big problem that I'm, because obviously I've mentioned, I've talked about Doctify a lot on the podcast before, something I've been you know, very open and honest about. I, I like it. I have it on my website. And people ask me a lot about Doctify. And the biggest uh, barrier I'm getting or the biggest issue I'm having, the friction I'm having is principals and associates. Yeah. So in, in the same way, you know, the associate may move clinic one day and they want their reviews to go with them because it represents them as a clinician. Yeah. Equally, the clinician is working under the premise of the practice and the practice wants to generate reviews. So there is a real friction there. Um, any thoughts as to how best yeah. to have a win-win and, and, and create uh, a, a diplomatic uh, scenario? Yeah. So maybe I'm an idealist, but so like it's a, it's a very happy, um, you scratch my back, I scratch yours relationship. You know, it's, it's a harmonious relationship. And that, you know, yes, they may break up at some point, but the truth is the practice is benefiting from the associate working there, seeing patients doing a good job uh, and generating, you know, revenues, let's be honest, like from there. 
uh, and the uh, and that's great. And then the associate as well um, is bringing work in. If they do a good job, they bring work in. And it's like it, like the two don't work without each other. So if, if it's like a, I, I find it difficult when there's and I, maybe as a clinician, there's this power play, and it happens in medicine as well. Yeah, do, uh, so the same snow, a consultant works in three different hospitals, and I guess they're a bit further down where they're basically like we're going to use this consultant to generate, you know, as as someone who works here with a good reputation and generate pay. If he moves on, he moves on. That's fine. But whilst he's with us, we're going to use that. And and I guess I'm trying to get um, principles to that point because I see it as you've got to have a good working environment, a good team. You've got to like make them feel empowered. You've got to, you know, you've got a new associate joins a practice. No one wants to see the associate. Why? Because they want to see the principal. Like very, I'm sure it's a very common thing because they're, he's, they're, they're the experienced person. She's been doing it for 20 years. You're new. So I, so I actually say to them, look, why didn't you validate them? Give them a colleague. So, you know, we have colleague recommendations. So I, I've, I've trained this associate. They're really good. And I recommend them for these procedures. Like I, I get feedback for that associate. Now, the argument then is, well, I've built up this associate, great, now they leave. My argument then is, well, you've used that associate to work for you as an employee, who's, who's worked for you, like, you know, given their time, worked hard. Um, they're kind of, you know, it's almost a bit maybe vindictive to be like, well, now I've built you up, I don't want you to be successful elsewhere. I would hope that there's this kind of happy roundabout where we're all in it together we're all, we're all looking after patients ultimately i know this is a bit idealistic but um but that's where that's how i see it that's you know i don't think there's ever going to be a perfect scenario but um i well the way we say it is is ultimately the reviews for the person are the person's reviews reviews the practice of the person's uh, for the practice um because you've got to like you know ultimately that's the person's identity and their and, and their you know their expertise I agree with you totally, and it's just um, there is an element of toxicity around the atmosphere in the UK dentistry at the moment, for sure, whereby there is this friction. I do feel way more associates would have something like Doctify uh, if there wasn't this friction or this difficult conversation with the practice. And I think what you're saying is very idealist and it should, should be the, the way forward. But I can understand from the principal side as well that they want to collect reviews for the practice because it's their baby, it's their investment, and they want to grow the practice rather than disassociate. So can I ask, so to counter that, you know, on, you know, what if, you know, if an associate chose to collect reviews themselves, a principal can't really stop them? Or can they? Is that, or were you saying actually they could I stop mean, them? I mean, put it this way, you're self-employed, so, so really, you know, you can't. Okay, but, okay, so no, so, so my argument is, is that um, they, are, they're, they're trying to improve their practice, they want to understand what their patients, they, they're new to the, you know, to dentistry, like in terms of practice, you know, I, I would almost want to encourage associates to do it. And then I would say to the principal, look, you've got a really good associate on your hands who patients are loving. Use them to build your practice, your, 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 your thing. And it's, 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 it's like, you know, if you're really smart, and, and to be honest, you know, we work like with few chains where all the associates are on, all the dentists are on, and it, it's working really well for them. Yes, well, one day they may move on, but to be honest, during that period, you've really, really built your practice. You've, you know, you've, you've, gen you've got a patient who's walked through the door. Now, are they, some may follow an associate, you're right potentially but some will also be like actually I, I you know 
I've I've been in this practice for five years, and I you know I like that, and that's that's the way that's life, I guess. I, I think it's the difference between having a growth mindset and appreciating that you know you're doing everything to build everyone up and 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 grow, and then there's a fixed mindset. So I think there's a, you know the principal who's very much against their associates collecting reviews has that very narrow fixed mindset, whereas the principals are like, yeah, let's go for it. You know, you're gonna bring more business in, has a growth mindset. So I think there's a, definitely a, yeah. a mindset issue there, and I think you're right. You you know a principal can't stop there legally. I don't think um, their associate um, collecting reviews. It just creates potentially some friction. So I'll tell you how I do it, yeah. uh, Shimon, because um, I want to keep my principal sweet. And I do notice that, you know, I've got more reviews on my Doctify than one of my practice has on their entire Google reviews, right? And I don't have that many still. I could be, I could be doing better. And that's the next question I'm going to ask you uh, is just lack of time and stuff. Um, but yeah, I know you guys make it easy, so we'll discuss that. But what one thing I've started to do now is for every one review that I collect from my Doctify, I'll make sure that I, the next patient, I'll get one for the practice who, who uses Google reviews or who may use Doctify or whatever, right? So yeah. that's, uh, that is, uh, yeah. for now, a, a happy ground. It's not a conversation I've had in our principles. It's just me out of respect doing that because I think there's yeah. plenty, of patients, plenty of reviews to go around. So you keep everyone sweet. Yeah. And, I, and just on that, I guess we've built it because it's a good point you've made is, is that we can actually, with your review link, you can actually collect reviews to the practice you know, we could actually sell up your practice so that every time you collect feedback, so does your practice and vice versa. And that's what I'm trying to do in like create this harmonious balance is, you know, depending on the scenario, a patient does go, oh, this is the dentist and this is the practice. And I want both to be almost tick the box on both. You know, this is like, you know, yeah. it's the same with medicine. You know, now some may go, oh, it's practice first because I like the big shiny practice. Then I'm going to choose who I see. Or some may go, well, actually, I just want a really good dentist and I'm less concerned about the practice. But generally, they will almost sanity check both. So, I, you know, to, even to your point, I'd be like, let's get your practice set up. Let's keep them happy because I, I want to collect more and more. I, you know, for us, it's we don't make money off patients. We, I literally just want to capture all these stories, like as many as we can in as high volume and, and ultimately then validate good care, which I'm sure is happening. Amazing. Perfect. So my, my final question is, what is your recommended advice to dentists um, to help them have those conversations about collecting reviews? A lot of dentists are, are shy. A lot of dentists are introverts and they don't want to get these video testimonials. They don't want to like push this upon them. So there's actually a communication issue yeah. there. What advice can you give to dentists when it comes to collecting reviews and collecting feedback and testimonials? Yeah. So, so I guess the, the simplest one, let's say they're completely independent. They, they don't have access to the practice software or they can't send, they can't collect them via the practice, let's say for argument's sake. So one thing is, is you just, you know, after you've treated the patient, you know, typically even all, at the end of a treatment plan, so you've discharged them, you've done everything, it's just to be like, I love, I loved some feedback on, on your care, and you send them a little link. And it's a, it's an e, it's a template email, um, and our team are very good at kind of making them feel engaged. And A, you're doing two things. You're, you're showing them that you actually care about your practice and improving and, and becoming a better dentist. And, and you're also checking in on them and saying, are you, are you doing okay post-care? How are things? Email me back if there's anything you want to discuss. So that, that whole thing around negative reviews again comes now is that you will have less negative Google reviews as a practice or as a dentist if you start taking these steps. If at the end of a treatment plan, you take the time to just say, how are you? Anything go wrong? Are things great? They're going to directly come to you. They're going to directly email you back and go, you know what? Things are great or actually things are good, but there's this one concern I have. So you're instantly, you know, reducing your complaints, you're reducing everything, your, neg your negative reviews. Um, and that's really low touch. You can be an introvert and send an email. Super easy. And, I, and that, you know, that's what I always suggest. Very good. And uh, it's something I do as well, as well as ask them verbally and sometimes even video testimonials. Um, are there, is there any data that we have 
to inform us as to what improves the success rate of collecting a review. For example, yeah. sometimes I'll ask a patient, hey, will you leave me a review? They'll say yes. I email the link and they don't leave a review because they just yeah. don't take that final step. Now, I imagine if I, if it, I imagine the lowest rate of review collecting is you don't even ask the patient and you send them an email, right? And that's probably going to get a low percentage return because they weren't even expecting it. I think by asking or telling the patient, hey, I'm going to send you an email, that probably increases it. Now, is there anything else I could be doing to increase yeah. the acceptance rate? Yeah, so, um, yeah, good question. So, I actually don't think you need to ask them. So actually, I think the, the, the industry has changed enough that they're almost expecting a little bit. I think it's great to ask them, but to your point, some people don't feel comfortable as clinicians. Then I would almost be like, it's not essential. Now, email, like we all have like email overload now. I mean, we all have like our junk emails, our main email, another email, it's like crazy. So emails has the lowest like conversion of like sending an email, getting a link and getting it back. Text message, now this is where you need your practice management system. A text link will have a much higher, you text their phone, they literally fill it out and it's done. Um, we'll have the highest. And then we've got tablets to sit within the practice that obviously has a, you know, where the receptionist can just say, we'd love to get your feedback. We have these nice branded stands that sit in the practice. It's, you know, you know, it's a bit, um, it's almost like those smiley faces that you see. So we have those that sit in, in dental practice as well. And that obviously has, if done right, has a really high, you know, their practice capturing 60, 70%. But we've done a, um, I think we have probably one of the most reviewed dental chains in the country now because they automated from their software a text message that just goes out after a treatment plan. So we literally Amazing. have the well, you know, one of the most reviewed like chains in the country, if not like even regionally in Europe, I can tell you now. Because because again, back to Google, you're capturing like 50, 100 reviews when you see thousands of patients. Um, so the, 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 you know, the technology's moved on enough that there's a lot you can do. That is a protrusive pearl right there, I think. That's amazing. So I think the, 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 the take-home message there is, yeah, email is good, but we are getting email overload. Consider text messaging uh, to get increase your success rate of capturing review uh, and even having a tablet in the practice, which I know you guys have been good at setting up the QR codes and stuff, uh, which is very forward-thinking, and that's awesome. Um, Shimon, you answered all my questions. Uh, I really appreciate uh, all that. Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Um, well, I guess, I guess uh, there's two things. I think... I'm super interested in your listeners and also like I'm, we're really open on like feedback particularly from the dental community so I'd really encourage anyone who's got ideas or wants to push us you know good and bad I, do, I really love hearing it is number one um, the second thing is is I think there's one thing we're trying to do and that's not we talked about reviews and they're quite specific like quite generic like uh, my, my pet peeve is generic reviews oh this is a five-star dentist this is a five-star clinic great I want to actually look meaningful reviews and I think that's what we're trying to do so and this comes back to like um, being recommended for a specific condition or procedure that you perform. So, and this comes back to general dentistry, to cosmetic, to specialist stuff, to you know, endodontics, whatever it may be. So, um, I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was like, "There's same day implants now. You know, there's the, you know, you can do and you know, you do 3D printing, and you know, I'm not a dental expert, so I'm not going to say the right thing, but you do same day implant, and it's a new thing. It's cool tech, and, and imagine collecting 100 reviews for that specific procedure." And that's what we want to get to. And that's whether you're an associate or principal or for Invisalign or for whatever it may be. And, I, you know, or, you know, you, uh, you treat gum disease and you're one of the best perio people in the country. I want you to be recommended for that specific thing. So as a patient, I could be anywhere in the world and I can go, I have had this real big problem with, let's say, gum disease. I've seen five specialties that hasn't worked. I now want to find the world's expert. And our, our plan is to go on. You can go on to Optifine. You can find someone who's got recommendations from colleagues, a thousand reviews for gum disease, and that's the person you can go see now. 
And that's, and that's, I guess, what I want to encourage the dentistry industry to go to. I'm always open to ideas. Is It's about you know, people are smart now. Like, they've reviews everywhere. And, and all that means is they, they go, oh, five stars, great, but five stars, five star. They go, I'm going to read them. I'm going to understand them. Are they deep? Are they going deep into who, what I want as a patient? And I, and I would just encourage people to start thinking a bit more like that, um, particularly because we all train for a long time. You then do specialist training and then, you know, all this stuff. And like you you're, generally people are experts in four or five things. Like you tend to get really good at certain things. And also, I guess you as a dentist, correct me if I'm wrong, there's certain types of patients you want to see. They're patients you don't want to see, patients you want to see. And it really helps if you can then start positioning yourself as an expert in something. You'll start to see the patients you actually want to see. And that's going to provide better care because you're seeing patients you enjoy seeing, you want to see, you know, you know you can help them because you're an expert in that field. So I think there's so much potential. So reviews is one thing, but I think there's a lot more you can do with it. And I, I guess that's why I want to open people's minds to is it's is, yes, it starts with just making sure I look good online, but there's a lot more you can do with it. Well said. It's about the quality of the review. It's about establishing yourself in that niche, whichever niche you're in, and really uh, giving that social proof for that niche, yeah. uh, the power of a good review, not just um, I had a good treatment, um, everything was clean, that's it. You actually want to come in and say, oh, like I had one recently, oh, I came in to see uh, Jazz because I've been suffering with TMD for years, he spent his time, he listened to me, he adjusted the spleen, and now my headaches are gone. That's the kind of review you want, and I, and I totally get your point, and I think that's, I'm so glad you raised that. Yeah, and it's exactly, and it's, you almost want another patient who has that same problem now, let's say, like, who can then find that review really easily and go, like, finally, I found a dentist who has actually got experience in treating this, has got results showing that good results, great, I'm going to go see them. Um, yeah, so I think, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot you can do with it. Um, and, and for your associates, get in touch with us. I, I, I will bring transparency to the dental market. I'm super passionate about it. We've done it in medicine. So like we really we want to work people. So if there are people who are a bit skeptical, a bit unsure on how they do it, or they're associates, so they're not sure how to kind of navigate the, I guess, the politics of the industry, um, where there's always things we can do and help. And, you know, and, and I'm really open like in terms of we can help the practice. Like even in your studio, I'm more than ha happy to set up your principle in the practice. Make them feel good. Like, you know, you're collecting reviews. Let's let's help them do it the same process. Like, there's lots we can do. So I would, um, I, I think um, Alex, who's our head of dental, has got a, a special treat for anyone who, I think, quotes this podcast and gets in touch with them. And he's going to look after them. He's going to help them through the journey. Yeah, he's been very good in the past. He helped yeah, um, sponsor one of my um, conferences, Occlusion 2020, with Michael Mokers. And uh, so uh, the, I believe the I need to get an update for this, but I believe is 50% off for the first four months. But, I, you know, don't quote me on that just yet. I'll do it in the intro and outro. I'll, find I'll cover out. it. I'll cover it. Yeah, well, it's fine. But they, if, they, if, they, if they get in touch, we can do like, we, for, for us, honestly, we're a subscription business. So it's, our, our goal is to work with as many dentists across the country. We're not, like, exclusive you know, healthcare is healthcare. So I, you know, we we will, you know, we can we'll help work, like we'll work with whoever. So I'm really really keen to engage people, whatever level of experience, whatever stage they are in their training. Amazing, uh, Shumon. Thank you so much for coming on today and giving time up in your very busy schedule to come Not and join us today. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Jazz. Nice talking to you. Take care. Hope you enjoyed that group function with Dr. Schumann, everyone, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Let me know what kind of topics you want. I'm always happy to answer and make these group functions. You know where it's at. It's at Protrusive Dental on the Instagram page. Thank you so much for watching or listening all the way to the end.